Welcome back to another episode of the Life Group Leaders Lounge. I'm your host, Brooks Fuller, and I am joined by my co-host, Braden Brookshire. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, we have a special guest today. We're, we're just killing it with all these special guests. A very, very good friend of mine, I would say a brother of mine, Robert Pedroza. Robert, welcome to the pod. Thank you. Thank you so much. Glad to be here. Dude, so I, I'm going to just tell you, Robert is a innovator. He is a uh, pastor. He is a, um, a leader. He is someone that's uh, just has lots of new ideas, wants to put them in play, and I know we're all going to be really just, uh, we're going to benefit from having you here with us today. So thank you again for joining us. Robert, why don't you tell our, our listeners a little bit about yourself and uh, where you're serving at right now? Well, awesome. My name is Robert Pedroza, like Brooks said, and I have a wife. I have three little girls, and I'm currently serving at Rise City Church. It's in Lakeside. Um, I, I'm new there. I've been there for about four months, and I am the connections pastor there, and that means that I get to wear a whole bunch of hats. And so I'm getting to be part of our small group ministry there, our first impression teams, just everything and anything you can think about. I'm, I'm trying to get my hands in and trying to do as much as I can, grow, learn, and serve the body there. So I'm really excited about that. Well, we're, we're glad you're here with us to uh, lend us some just insight on a topic that's near and dear to your heart. So why don't we just jump into it? So we've been talking about character qualities and different things that leaders, healthy leaders do in their life. And so what is one thing that you'd say a healthy leader does in their life? Uh, yeah. Well, healthy leaders are teachable. Healthy leaders position themselves to learn from other people, to learn from sources, to get as much knowledge and information, because information speeds up influence. The more information that you have, it creates insight into situations, and that insight gives you influence. It enables you to have the ability to lead people because you have information to back it up, and you keep getting the opportunity to grow when you put yourself in a teachable spirit. Okay, well, let's unpack that. So for you personally, when, when did you experience this, this change in your life? When did this really hit home for you? Was there a moment where you said, okay, I, I want to be a teachable leader. Uh, I, I need to grow. Yeah, when I first started getting involved in any type of ministry, I was wide-eyed. It seemed larger than life. I was surrounded by these pastors that looked just like spiritual giants to me. I looked at them almost like they were celebrities. It probably was not healthy at all, but I looked at them and I, th I just thought, these guys are amazing. I can't believe that I'm even getting to serve on the same team with them. And then I realized that really what is going on is that they're guys just like me, they just have grown, they've matured, they've learned, they've dug into what it looks like to walk with Jesus. And then I recognized that I could actually learn from them, that they were accessible, that I could reach out to them and then hear from them. I could watch them and observe them and grow based on what they were doing in their lives. And so it started uh, me on a journey of really finding intentionality and seeking out people to be mentors and friends and coaches and people that I would learn from. I started to recognize that leaders are people who seek out to learn. And so if you can be in a position where you're seeking out to learn, then you'll continue to grow, not just professionally, but relationships-wise with Jesus, relationship-wise with other people, relationship-wise with everyone around you in a way that gives you equity to lead more effectively. Yeah, that's great. Cause sometimes as a, you know, when new leaders come into a ministry, um, maybe some of the people listening to hear this podcast are a new life group leader. Uh, maybe they feel like I don't, I don't have all of this knowledge that some of the, some leaders do, you know, like maybe I, I'm brand new to this. I don't know how to do this. Mm -hmm. Um, would you say that having a teachable spirit is really important to their development as a leader? A hundred percent. 
Yeah, I mean, if if you're at a place, and here's what I love about it. Jesus, when he called his disciples, he didn't call them to go off to a training program for six months and then come back and all those type of things. Of course, they were committed towards growing and, and, mm-hmm. and learning and things like that. But he just simply called them to follow him. And that action of following was a very initiation of him making them into disciples that would eventually make more disciples, would be leaders, would be yeah. reproducing leaders, multiplying leaders. It all started with the simple act of following Jesus for them. That's what Jesus called them to. And so the entry point was really easy, but then having a teachable spirit, it, it, it positioned those disciples. And I think for us, it also positions us to continue to be able to grow, to learn, to develop, to mature, to become more effective for the gospel, for the kingdom of God as well. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just super interesting, all these points you're making, because back then rabbis would go and kind of scout, you know, the local synagogues Mm -hmm. or just, you know, the other areas that were um, facilitating learning. And so what they would do is they'd kind of be like, Hey, you know, I want that person to follow me. So that follow me language actually is very rabbinic language. And then, so they would pick out some of those cream of the crop people and say, follow me. And, but then what Jesus does is he goes to, you know, uh, these fishermen, he says, drop your nets and follow me. Mm -hmm. So instead of like going to these, uh, where you would expect to find a, disciples of the Messiah, he's going to Mm -hmm. these fishermen. And of course, it's Jesus sees something in them and all of that. And I I agree, Robert. I think it's so inspiring to know that it's not that Jesus, you know, um, downgrades the bar in terms of where we are going and our destiny of our character and our growth and our knowledge and our competency as leaders. He just lowers the bar of entry to say, you know what? If you see just just a little bit of who I am and you're willing to take me up on my invitation to follow me, the journey is infinite from there. I like the idea of, of this being a journey because it's not just a journey of, of being a leader. It's a journey of growing as an individual in this process. And so having that teachable spirit says, uh, I have not arrived. I've got a long way to go. There's, there's things that God is working out in my life that I need help on. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, Robert, let me ask you this question. What kinds of things can a leader seek to be teachable in? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, good question. Would it be, yeah, what comes to your mind when you think about what are some areas that a, a leader can grow in that? Well, I mean, first and foremost, if, if Jesus is a source of what we're doing and everything that we do, then our relationship with God always has an opportunity to grow. Good. I mean, I think of even the Apostle Paul, uh, you know, at the end of his ministry, he even admits, I have not attained, but I'm still pressing forward yeah. for the upward yeah. calling That's Christ. Good. He's still looking to grow even after what we would look at and say, oh my goodness, what an accomplished life. How much was this guy used by God? And yet this man is still saying, I need to know Jesus more. Hmm. And so growing in the grace and knowledge of who Jesus is Dude. has to be paramount. And then after that, there's a whole lot of skills and competencies and relational abilities and, and leadership equity and all those different strategies and all the different things that you we might talk about as far as um, becoming more effective leaders and uh, finding ways to become even better pastors and all those types of things. There's ways to grow in all those things. There's not an area of life that you can't grow more in because there's not an area of life that you're the absolute expert in. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, it, it's interesting. You brought Paul and then actually Peter in a similar way. I believe it's Second Peter 3.18, but it it's is. the end yeah. of his letter. Mm-hmm. He says, the last thing he's going to say in a written form in the Bible is going to be, but grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, yeah. Jesus Christ. And I love those two terms there, grace and knowledge, because I think this comes to part of your heart, Robert, from some of the conversation we had even before the podcast. It's like, it's not one or the other. It's not grace in terms of just like the character and what we're giving people out of this overflow of being cared for by Jesus. But it's also not to the neglect of knowledge, like this sort of competency in biblical literacy and uh, the substance of what we're giving people in that regard too. It's we bring those together, the grace and knowledge, grow in the grace and knowledge of. So it's all connected to Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah, I had a great life group last, uh, yesterday and we sat and we had this whole plan of things we were going to talk about. And then somehow we got onto this tangent about, uh, different, different, uh, things regarding church history. So we started talking about, hey, it's like someone brought up something about the Catholic Church. And so we, we got in this whole conversation. And as I was talking to our some of our people, and there's one of the gals is, is learning to be a leader, she felt this sense of overwhelmness of like, well, I don't know all of that. How can I be this leader? Like, how can I, I can't be like you. And the truth is, like, all of us are growing in, in our understanding. Yeah. And so as we learn about different pockets of, of areas, either in our own heart or even things about the Bible, uh, I would encourage us not to take that as, oh, I'm not, I don't have that. I'm not going to attain to that. But that's an area that I can dive into, that I can learn more in and grow in. Because sometimes when we see, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to ask, uh, you finish your thought, I'm going to ask Robert about that too. Yeah, sometimes when we see weaknesses in ourselves, oh, we yeah. can yeah. Uh, just kind of take a perspective of, I, I'm just never going to attain because I have this weakness instead of saying, God, here's an area of my heart. I, I need you to help me grow in this. And maybe that's, maybe that's like what uh, Pastor Rar was saying was when you see something like that, maybe seek out someone that's further along in mm-hmm. that part of their life and get some insight and wisdom for, from them. Yeah, on yeah. that. I'm still processing this too, Robert, and I love the thoughts you've been bringing to the table here, so thank you. <laughs> um, also, it, it sounds like there's kind of an issue in our heads of like a scorecard, and we have the wrong scorecard when we have this idea yeah. of it's like, I've attained this, I've crossed this line, or I need to cross that line, and I don't, I don't know, I guess, how would you help people like change the scorecard or throw it out altogether? Like, help me out even in this idea of this. I, you know, I, I used to hear all the time early on and I still hear it every once in a while, is God doesn't call the qualified. He mm-hmm. qualifies the calling. Um, perhaps we've heard that something mm-hmm. or a version of that. But oftentimes we're, I don't know about you, but I'm scared to step into things. Can I just admit that? I'm yeah, scared. Yeah, yeah, I'm scared to step into things because I don't feel like I'm mature enough. I'm ready for it. I have all the abilities that I need, the skill set that that I should be equipped with. I have this idea in my head. I have this picture in my head of what the qualified leader, the qualified mm-hmm. person, the qualified individual would look like for any specific role. And then when I examine myself, I don't feel like I measure up. And so we get stuck in this trap. And I think that it's honestly, I think that's a great word for it. It's a trap of trying to measure ourselves and really, when you think about that, that's at the very root of it, really kind of this self-focus of looking at yourself rather than looking at the bigness of God, the ability of God, and the fact that he's given us promises of empowerment through his Holy Spirit, support through his word, um, instruction, guide, guiding through his word. The Bible says that his word is like a lamp before our feet. 
The implication of that is that without his word, it's like walking in darkness. It doesn't work very well. And so (laughs) without his word, yes, I'm unqualified. Without his Holy Spirit, 100%, I can't do a lot of these things. And the truth is, is that without being teachable, without learning, without growing, without committing myself to know more and more about who Jesus is and letting him express who he is through my life more and more, then we won't be qualified. But the awesome... Mm opportunity that we have, I think, as disciples of Jesus, first and foremost, as leaders and whatever role that God has afforded to us, is that we have the opportunity just to rely on Jesus, to rely on the Holy Spirit. We don't have to do it in our own ability. In fact, our own ability, no matter how good it is, is it's yeah. weak in comparison to, to the ability that mm-hmm. God gives us. And so the measuring stick, I think sometimes it's really, I don't know about you, but for me, really what it is, is comparing myself to others. Yeah. I look at other people and say, that guy is qualified. That guy is the, the person that I want to be. That person, man, they have it really together. They're dynamic. They're charismatic. They have all this amazing influence and their ability to communicate and all these different things that I look at and I think make up a leader or a, a person of, that God can use. And I look at those people and I compare them to myself and I start to feel small. Instead of recognizing how big my God is. Yeah, that's good. And I think there's a huge part of this too that's like the danger of comparison with teachability is that we start trying to grow into a mold that's not our own. Yeah. When God has crafted us Mm -hmm. with a calling and a wiring Mm -hmm. that's uniquely us. So do you want to speak to that, Robert, like in terms of anything you've learned from that or would want to encourage someone else to? So early on, I, I wanted to be like other people. Yeah. And then as I've kind of continued to to seek God and try to learn and, and grow and just walk out a life with Jesus, I've learned that it's not that I want to be like these people. They have attributes in their relationship with God and their ability for ministry Mm. that I want to be able to grow into. And so it wasn't that I want to be just like them. I see something in them that I would like to have in me and grow in me and learn from and be equipped by. And so when I look for a mentor, when I look for a coach, when I start to seek out someone and try to have a conversation that I know that might be an opportunity for growing myself... I usually don't try to look at them and say, I want to be you. Right. I look at something that they have in them and say, how did that happen? And how did you grow into it? And is it something that God could also do in my life and do through my life? Yeah, I think this is a big game changer thought because as a leader, you can easily stumble into this idea that my only job is to lead this small group or mm. uh, my my responsibility begins and ends with this Bible study time or whatever, Hmm. without thinking about the fact that God is also forming me as a person Mm -hmm. through this process. And that's really important to God. Like that's really, really important. And so as we start talking about development as a leader, I mean, that is, that is so important is equally as important as of a a good uh, job that you're doing at your small group as it is who God is creating you to be. And I I think we don't want to I think what we're talking about is don't negate the work that God is doing and wants to do in your life. Yeah. Um, so let's let's end this podcast time with a discussion. Maybe we can just have an open, a couple of us, we can be sharing yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, of what are some ways that you personally are growing Love and that. you are being teachable in, in certain areas of your life? So what do you do? So why don't we start, um, Robert, why don't we start with you? What is something that you do personally, uh, taking that teaching spirit in to help you grow and develop as a leader? Well, I I do a few different things. I believe that there's an opportunity to have distant mentors 
And I know that oftentimes we think of a mentor as being someone that you can have a back and forth with, and that's true in some settings, but I don't want to lose the opportunity that we have from listening to podcasts, to reading books, um, to reading commentaries on what other people have found in the word of God and listening to sermons and, and, and being mentored by people that I may never, ever meet in life, but they're still speaking into who God is creating me to be because of insights and experience and the way that they've walked through in their life together. And then the other thing is, of course, I have also personal mentors, coaches, friends, my spouse. There's so many different people that speak into my life and change and help me grow who I want to be in Jesus. And so, uh, and, and, and here's the great thing too, is that every one of those conversations, all the learning, all the relationship, it's in the context of being in Christ. Because you can learn a whole lot of things that are useful information that are great and good even, but they're never going to be at the level if, as if you were to put them in Christ. And what I mean by that is if you were to be able to look at them and then understand Jesus' heart behind any type of skill set, any type of insight, any type of opportunity for growth. And so I, I'm really intentional about having mentors and coaches that I meet with on a regular basis in my life. Um, I try to maximize the moments with conversations with friends and peers and colleagues and any type of other people that are are doing some of the same things and the same activities and ministries that I'm doing, even if it's just something simple, even if I'm just trying to learn how to play golf, I'll try to go and golf and learn and put myself in a place where I can be coached by someone who just can help me learn how to play golf. Um, Whatever it is, um, if it's ministry, then the same thing. And so I try to position myself with those things. And then I believe that leaders are readers. <laughs> it sounds cheesy, but you know, <laughs> leaders are people who also seek out information because they want to grow in the grace and knowledge mm-hmm. of, of who God is. Right, right. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Brady, what about I, you? I, I won't repeat anything that was said because I just want to echo all that. That was great. Uh, couldn't agree more. So the only other thing I would just add is uh, the life hack of audiobooks has been great. Uh, I don't personally think it should ever replace, there's something great about physically reading and the way you intake information by looking at it. But man, when you're doing dishes, if you're driving or uh, all those settings, or in this case with a young child uh, pushing the stroller, um, audiobooks are great. Another just fantastic way to be edified and encouraged with great content. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those, those are all really good suggestions, guys. I think for me, as I reflect on this, I think it's just... I want to have a posture of saying, okay, God, I just need to get away and think, what are some things you're trying to teach me? What are some areas that I need to grow in? Um, So as much as definitely pursuing reading and uh, mentors, because I have those in my life too, and getting audiobooks in, I think it's just taking those moments to reflect and say, God, what are the themes that you're bringing up in my life? What are you trying to teach me through that difficult situation? Mm -hmm. Uh, I think having that teachable mindset um, will provide a a lot of great insight into your heart and I'd say um, a deeper connection with God on a, maybe on a deeper level than what you've experienced before. So can I just add one more quick yeah. thought to that? Yeah, like uh, I'm actually developing a document right now called a PDP personal discipleship plan. Mm-hmm. And one of those things starts with is like vitals of like some of those key questions and oh, yeah. uh, all, all this just to sum up Brooks, I think it's brilliant because it's hard to know where we're going and where, how God's wanting us to grow. If we don't first like have self-awareness of where we're at in this moment. Bingo. Bingo. So, yeah. yeah. So, hey, leaders, thank you for listening to us. We appreciate you uh, tuning in. Uh, Pastor Robert, thank you so much thank for you. being here with thank us. You for it's me. awesome to have you here. Uh, we hope this encouraged you, strengthened you, and uh, we look forward to our, our uh, podcast next week. Thank you so much. God bless. Bye bye. See ya.